You're right. Uh, have we done this before? That's the question. Have we done this before? <laughs> Adam, welcome back to the show, man. How was Heroes Con? It was great. I got to uh, meet a lot of cool people, got some awesome comics, and uh, all around, it's a great show. We really thought you weren't coming back. We were like, Adam's going to go there and slay <laughs> with his like comic books that he's going to show to all these writers and artists, and he's going to be gone from the show. But I'll, I'll never leave. Cesar was like, you have we, to kick me out. Cesar was like, we can ride his coattails after that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, by the way, I do want to give a shout out to Cesar because he was not present for this episode. Uh, he's actually in New Jersey right now, and uh, he promised me that he would make a pilgrimage to the comic book Holy Lands. That is Jane Silent yes, Bob's Secret Stash comic awesome. shop. Uh, he got some flyers with him, uh, so he's going to see if he can push the short box on them. But. I imagine that, like, when he goes there and he talks about the short box, we might not see him either. Because, mm. I mean, don't they have their own podcast? He's going to have too? his own show on Smod Network. Yeah. God Son damn of a bitch. It. The Cesar box. <laughs> I, dude, I'm, I'm worried about the Cesar box. Man. It's going to happen. Trademark that. Ladies and gents, welcome to the Short Box <laughs> Podcast, Jackson Flores Premier Comic Book and Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Bader. I'm the host. I've got my right hand man, Ed and Adam, with me oh, today. Right hand man. Yeah. Wow, that's two. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. My right hand man. Um, Ed, what do we got for them for this episode, man? Um, I guess we're talking with uh, Ashley with her uh, kick, like Ashley and Adam's uh, HeroCon experience, which is always a fun. I went a few years ago; it's always a good time. And uh, I guess we'll be talking about the uh, her uh, cool new Kickstarter campaign and all her other million projects yeah. she's doing now. She's probably like, <laughs> aside from Adam, I think Ashley Hoy is yeah. the busiest comic book uh, creator. In Jax, for sure. Woman in comics. Yeah, that's a good title. Yeah, we gotta we gotta pitch that to her. <laughs> see if we can get that make that happen. Jump back, but uh, she's got a uh, a, a new <laughs> comic book that she's drawing. It's called a uh, Gateway Runner. Uh, you can find that on Kickstarter. They've got something going on for that. But in this episode, she'll go into more detail about what that's all about and why you should definitely uh you know contribute to that. Um, we also got a a fifth stand-in, uh, Chris Tojolo or Holo, however you want to say it. But I think for uh, for all you listeners who are new to comic books or, first of all, your first time tuning into the episode, or you're like, you know what, I want to get into the comic books, I'm a little timid, when you hear Chris's uh, interview, I think you'll you'll be a little more confident that you too can get into comic books and be just as passionate as we are. And end up that, on an episode, maybe. Oh, man. Yeah. We got we to start a <laughs> Kickstarter for no reason, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, I just want 20 bucks. I know, right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is, this is episode 55. Uh, you can catch all of our previous episodes on our official website, shortboxjacks.com. If you've got a Facebook page, do me a favor. Like us on Facebook. We post a lot of uh, articles and links and just various things that we normally uh, definitely discuss during the show. If you have an iTunes account, find us on iTunes. Subscribe to us. It's free. We know the struggle is real, so it's free. Mm-hmm. And all the episodes will be uploaded automatically. And uh, if you've got any questions, comments, or just if you've read anything that we've championed or talked about and you have an opinion, whether it's like, uh, you know, against ours or whatnot, shoot us an email at the shortboxjacks at uh, gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. And uh, without further ado, I'll let this episode speak for itself. This is episode 55, Jojolo's Sex Tip Column. <laughs> Roger, ready to move Short box, short box, yeah. Back for season two. Let's go. 
round two when we back for another round. To my superior webhead, so glad you stuck around. To my music junkies, we keep it funky, don't you frown. Legion of Doom, Madison Boom, we grooving now. Shark boxes got the knowledge, what you need, huh? Tapping your season, the saga, we just beginning, bruh. Yeah, we got what you need, so go subscribe to us. iTunes, the short box, so yeah, we rocking now. Legendary, Stan Lee, legendary. Take a gambit, play your cards, you won't regret it. We the last of the truth, we do those comedy gestures. In the league of our own, I think you get the message. The short box. Yeah, yeah like. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine asking Clay to come back and redo the episode word for word. <laughs> but that'd be terrible. God, I feel really bad, man. I gotta, I gotta make it up to Clay in some way, because um, his interview was so good. If you just overlooked the minor static in the background, Ed, have you had a chance to listen to it yet? I haven't chance to listen to it, the whole thing yet. No. Okay. Yeah. I, I just like listen to the intro. Yeah. Listen to everything else. You just want to hear me and say our sexy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so awesome. Fred, that's enough. That's yeah. all he needs. That's it was it. funny I'm because like after that, it was staticky through most of like the first forty-five minutes or so, and then everyone starts laughing, and I hear something like fly across the table, and someone says, "Oh, oh, technical difficulties," and then it went perfectly crystal clear the yeah. rest of the time. I, it was opposite day, so technology folks, uh, everything's working fine now. So, yeah. I'm, Did you get the new cables? It, it's not the cables, more so like this uh, inner chipset. I ordered the chipset. It was like 50 bucks, man. Okay. It, with Amazon, like, today type shit. Mm. Um, but then I had to, I guess I need an adapter. So it, it's one of those, like, tech, like Adam always says, technology. Mm. Like, you Chips. think you got the part that you need, and then you need the fucking adapter for yeah, it and all yeah. that. So it never ends. Yeah, you're right. It never That's why did. I never get excited whenever you see those like futuristic ads about implantable technology. Screw that. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, you in a month it'll be outdated, or it'll go. Yeah, you get replaced. Well, it's this is what getting kind of implantable technology. Are you yeah, watching? you always see it's like oh, you can get like <laughs> like eye implants or or like the uh, okay. There's always stuff on I there. Implant. Yeah. <laughs> can I? I want. I want a eye implant that looks like Deflock's eye. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Between that and uh, cables. Sweet. I can have like mismatched implant. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Ashley, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. You haven't been back since. you. The last time you were on the show was the Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which when you brought it up at the shop yesterday, you're right. That was the last time that you had met Walt and he was drunk on the show. <laughs> but it was yeah. awesome. It was like that Christmas episode was really fun. Do you remember that one, Adam? I do. Because Adam ended up blowing Walt's mind. About uh, Thor and everything. And uh, Drew's probably the biggest fan of that episode ever. He always quotes it. It was a fun episode. Yeah, that was really great. But Ashley and Adam, you guys are just recently like fresh off, fresh back from Heroes Con, right? Yeah. How yeah. was that between you two? I mean, because Adam, you weren't here last episode because you were at Heroes Con. Right, right. And this is the first time you guys are back. Let me start out just by asking this to uh, both of you. What was the goal or purpose of going to Heroes Con? That show is all about the creators. Uh, I mean, there's not any media guests, so it's all about meeting people, and everybody knows that. Like, they go there to meet people, all the creators are there, and they're very open to talk to you. So if I go there and don't sell anything, I it's still worth it. Yeah. So thankfully, I got to do both, but I mean, that's the one show a year that, like, you have to go to. If you're... Way to make us feel bad. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, and here I was recording a stupid <laughs> podcast. 
<laughs> no, what I noticed the most, because of just coming off MegaCon and then going to HeroesCon a few months later, uh, you know, MegaCon was was just jam packed, shoulder to shoulder, and there wasn't a lot of people like talking or or selling comics other than mm-hmm. like big vendors. Yeah, and HeroesCon, you could actually walk from one end to the other it wasn't like, just like a big mosh pit of, of sweaty people <laughs> and it was uh, the best type of mosh pit actually if you, <laughs> walking up and down Artist Alley at Heroes Con it's like night and day for Megacon like Heroes Con it yeah. was, it's like Ryan Otley is sitting there doodling Invincible you know there's like yeah. there's all sorts of people that atmosphere. are there and then you go through Megacon and it was all it was just a lot of local artists no comics no, no actual creators there and uh, it Heroes Con was great for that because I just went for one day. Yeah. So I just went up for I drove up Friday, spent there Saturday, and then drove back Sunday. And it was I I accomplished everything I needed to do on Saturday. It was awesome. it was good. And I mean, because at MegaCon you were there selling uh, your comics, Completely but different, yeah. for Heroes Con you were just there to network and enjoy the just be a fan. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's hard to what what I need to be doing right now is networking, mm-hmm. or you know, or just going out there and and talking to other people and at, at MegaCon because I was tied to the table and I was selling comics to people that didn't want to buy that it was it was tough and I wasn't really it was just sitting there you know I wasn't really doing a whole lot here I was able to I still had my comics with me yeah and instead of selling them to like four or five fans I was trading them to with with like established people you know people that are working at image or or boom or somewhere like that and I was like trading them comics and it would open up a conversation with them who are so, some of the people that uh, you uh, ended up trading? Uh, I I met Joe Isma. Um, who else did I meet? Uh, Paul uh, Mayberry. What books did both of these? Joe Isma has the, been the artist on uh, Morning Glories. Uh-huh. I think what they're up to like issue thirty something. Yeah. Um, Paul Mayberry just is the is the artist on the new series uh, Sovereign. Okay. Um, so there was a uh, I met um, Frank Barberi. Just five ghosts, mm-hmm. and he's written a bunch from Marvel, and it was just it, going up and being able to hand them a comic. To like, oh, this is my comic. Then all you're immediately not that fan that's going up and just saying, "So oh, I love your work. Yeah, you yeah, sign yeah. my books." You know, so it's it there. It's it's kind of like crater to crater then, and there and it just it lightens the conversation up a little bit. Okay, so it was it was just good for that. It was just going out there, meeting people, exchanging contact information, stuff like that. So it was good. Okay. And actually, I mean, did you have a booth set up? Because did you set up something that were you selling at MegaCon? Any of your art? Yeah, I MegaCon was. I mean, it was so crowded. Like yeah. uh, everybody yeah. was kind of in a bad mood <laughs> when they got to my table. They're like, "Oh God!" Like I finally made it. Yeah. Um, Tell me about was, it. Heroes was way different. I mean, I made money drawing, but it seemed like these people knew what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And I had this guy come up with, like, this bag of money and was bag like... Bag of money? Bag like of a dollar money. sign? Was, like <laughs> <laughs> was he a leprechaun? <laughs> he just robbed so, a bank, an old-timey bank. He said, uh... Like, <laughs> Hurry, like, take this money. There's uh, blue dye everywhere. What the fuck? He was the biggest collector of poison ivy art in the southeast. I don't oh, know what that means. That's the title? Uh, he, I guess. Did he, he have that on himself. his car? Did he just uh, introduce himself like that? That's how he introduced My himself. My name is Joe, biggest, uh, and AKA. He, <laughs> <laughs> also known as the biggest collector of poison ivy art. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he literally, like, he verifi- went... How did he get verified? 
I, he probably gave it to himself. <laughs> yeah. He's he, he he CG, yeah. he CGC graded. That's what he <laughs> Did he have a green leotard on and like a houseplant? Probably no underneath his, oh, his regular clothes, I'm guessing. So he comes up to you with a bag of money. He proclaims it's the biggest poison ivy fan. Uh, and yes. The commission requests Commissions poison ivy okay. and then just moves down the line, goes to the next artist. Like, same thing. Oh, like, this shit. Dude just, and people like that that go there for artists. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. And like... Like last year, Gail Simone bought my comic. Oh man! And oh, nice. I still can't believe that that happened. What comic did she end up buying? She bought Aspire. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So and Rachel, who's a writer on it, is very good at like selling things. Yeah, yeah. And saw her and was like, "Hey, come look at this comic." And I couldn't even talk. Yeah. So she ended up like <laughs> buying the whole run, and it yeah, was. Rachel's not shy. She's. Oh no, in no, there. no no no! <laughs> I've met people that I didn't want to meet just because Rachel was like, "Here, talk to them." <laughs> No, that's uh, so. You know, speaking about commissions, what other commissions did you get? Uh, what Any other awesome awesome? furry commissions? Yeah, no yeah, furry commissions. Oh. All right, well, you can turn the episode off. I know that's all you're waiting for. <laughs> and he is that, out the door. That seems to be a megacon thing. It's, a me- it's yeah, like the I'll uncomfortable commissions. <laughs> the uncomfortable furry commissions. Yeah. So I did. What I did? Poison ivy. I did two poison ivies. I did a mermaid. Oh. Um, I did all kinds of random. I mean, black cats, Mary Jane. You know what? I I, I want to inter- just segue interject real quick because I I don't want to forget this. The picture that you posted on Facebook in response to Jonathan's uh, hamster oh, or hamster. J- hamster passing away. Yeah. Babs. I had to hold back a tear. I was like, oh god, <laughs> this this is not good news. <laughs> I, I, whoever's listening, uh, Jonathan. We had Jonathan. He's a, he works at a superhero hive. He's a, he's the one of the managers up there. Uh, I guess like he posted like his hamster had passed away, and he yeah. posted pictures. And I was like, this is kind of morbid for Facebook. Okay, but then again, it goes along. For <laughs> Next day, Ashley posts like this picture. Oh, I didn't see that. This really well drawn picture of Aww. a hamster and a superhero like in a red cape. And like it looks like something I see on a um like a funeral card like Aww. come oh, to wow. Babs but no it was right, I'm, it, gonna, I'm gonna cry now <laughs> it's oh, not as dark as it sounds it. it was a little aspiring because the lighting oh, okay. and the shading was really like there was it like a precious oh. moments like big eyes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. hello I, yeah I wanted to make it cute <laughs> I was at the Y and I looked at it and I'm like over by the window and I'm like <laughs> you know because you know, I, I can't turn around. <laughs> <laughs> it it honestly looked like it, it was so well drawn. It looked like a scene out of uh, maybe a, a comic itself, in which Jonathan wakes up in a like feverish dream, and he <laughs> sees Bab saying, "Everything's gonna be okay. Let oh. go." <laughs> It w- like just floating, like yes. blowing, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> like Obi Wan. So I have to say, oh, oh is he showing precious. it to us? Oh wow, that's awesome. That's sweet. I just I try to draw every morning before I sit in front of my computer and you know get to work. <laughs> I try to draw what I want to draw, and I woke up and for some reason I kept thinking about that freaking Dead hamster. hamster. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I'll paint this real quick. So now, right, now I've got to ask. Now is it more so that the hamster is haunting you to draw this picture? <laughs> <laughs> Bastard hamster. This is like ghost, except I, with a hamster. <laughs> I just had to bring that out because I was like, this is like the sweetest thing I've ever seen, man. Yeah. Like from one comic shop uh, um, counterperson to another. Like it's yeah. a tight, it's a tight knit community. <laughs> I was like, if Ed was to draw this, it'd probably be like a zombie hamster. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be, be real genuine on Ed's part. <laughs> hey, John, heard about your hamster? I drew something for you. Oh my god, it's eating me. The Walking Dead version. Thought you'd it's like not it. your hamster anymore. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Babs. With all due respect. All right, so HeroesCon 
in uh, North Carolina. It's is it Charlotte? Is the city? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Charlotte. Charlotte. So it's more Harris Con is, is from what I've heard. It's better in the way that it's uh, it's run and it's aimed more so for the comic book um, fans and the mm-hmm. comic community. Is that to say that there was no presence of anime or like the manga fans and all that? I didn't really see. I mean, there's there are cosplayers, but not nearly at the level of of MegaCon. Yeah, it's not overwhelming. Um, and that's not to disparage MegaCon anyway. It's just they're different. They're different, you know. Yeah. It's like audiences, but uh, and there's not a lot of of like toy vendors either. I mean, there's a few. Like I went around trying to find something for my two year old. Okay. And there was like one place that had anything that was suitable at all. And, and and MegaCon had it was like you could find something at every other every other booth. Um, there were a lot of co- you know like the general comic, um, but it was mostly I would say it was over half of it was just artists. Okay, wow. Um, what about uh, uh you know you brought up cosplayers and I mean I know at MegaCon one of my favorite things to do is like just check out what cosplays are going on who picked like the most random obscure character. Were there any like really popular cosplays that stood out in your mind that you can recall actually? Yo, this is Botter. Sorry for interrupting this episode, but I'll keep it brief. I wanted to let you know about a massive sale we have going on over at the Shortbox Store on all of our merchandise and apparel. That's theshortboxstore.bigcartel.com. You can now save 20% off your entire order using the discount code YO, Y-O-O. So if you've been waiting for the right time to finally buy that gauntlet snapback, or if you ever wanted to buy any of the shirts you see me wear on the podcast, well, now's your chance to get them for a steal. We still have a few sizes left of everything, but they won't last long and once they're gone they are gone and then i mentioned that all of our apparel is screen printed on high quality material none of that heat transfer or direct-to-garment stuff our shirts are some of the most comfortable ones you'll ever wear and the hats look even better in person so wear your support for the short box nation proudly knowing that you're going to look damn good doing it get to the shortboxstore.bigcartel.com as soon as you can and don't forget to use that discount code YO, Y-O-O, to save 20% off your entire order. All of this information can be found in this episode's show notes if you want to get there faster. Thanks for not pressing fast forward. Now back to the show. I can't think of it. I mean, I think I had my head down too much, just like drawing and stuff. I don't know. What did you I, see? I was up there with, I met Matt, um... Fisher from the uh, Life Leave Me Alone podcast. He met me down from Virginia up there, and he was he writes for um, Rhymes with Geek, and his they tasked him with taking photos of as many cosplayers as they could. So I kind of was paying attention to him for that. There was an awesome Iceman, like hmm. decked out, like full latex, like everything. He looked like like he was like over frozen. Yeah. Really, really cool. That's cool. Um, there was a there was a girl who was Venom. But it was really subtle. It was, it was, just, it was like completely normal, normal clothes. But then she had her face and neck down, like to her collarbone, painted. Oh, so her I've mouth, it looked like her oh, mouth. I've yeah. seen that. Oh yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. I've seen. Like that. It was yeah. really, really That's cool. Really cool. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other. What about ones the the one that you mentioned, the oh. dad? Oh yeah, that was that was the best. There was a a, a guy dressed like the uh, uncan the current uncanny X Men Magneto, like the sleeveless like tunic. And yeah, yeah. And like the gray and purples, and he had three daughters with him that were probably anywhere between like, like six and and ten, and they were all different female X Men character. 
So like every time someone came up to pose and like one of them was Psylocke and had like a fake sword. And every time someone came up and said, hey, can we get a picture of you? They would all go, they'd all pose and like, like <laughs> la- raise their swords up and the dad yeah. would make the Magneto hands and everything. And it was, it was really fun. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's a lot of cool yeah, stuff. That's though. awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, Adam, you mentioned some of the creators that you ran into. Ashley, did you run into any uh, creators? I mean, you, you mentioned before we started recording that you, it was a good networking experience. Yeah. Who did you end up networking with? Um, I ended up networking uh, with a few people. Um, there's this guy named Daniel Govar. Uh, he does, a, I mean, I, I network because I can do colors, and everybody wants to pencil and ink. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when people find out that I don't mind coloring things, I, you know, get a lot of projects. Nice. Um, so I'm working with him on something. Um, Stuart Sager, who works for, like, a Marvel and IDW, is kind of giving me a tryout to nice. see if he likes my colors. Cool. So I, we'll just see how that goes. Well, do you mind asking what the, what the trial is? Well, for usually, if they want like a sample page, mm-hmm. I'll I'll charge for a sample page. But somebody like that, they just send me like two pages of their inks, and I just color them for free just to see if are I can even. Are you doing get flats or full render? Are you doing uh, everything? Everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You should probably uh, just whatever he sends you, you just send that picture of Babs with the backstory <laughs> and a testimonial by John. Yeah. And I'll be damned if it doesn't break yeah. his heart. And if he doesn't cry and give you the job, then that's someone you don't want to work for, actually. Yeah, no. All right? A horrible person. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, th- I remember the last, the, the Megacon recap episode. Um, Adam had uh, was talking about how indie, uh, or as far as just writers that were trying to pitch their books, we're having a hard time compared to artists who are like you know selling prints. Prints were just easier to sell. Now, did you notice any change at all at HeroesCon? Where was it a good scene for writers to like try to pitch their books and sell? Well, I mean, pitching in terms of like to editors and stuff like that. No, I mean at the convention, it's really just for going around and meeting people. Or you can, I mean, there were a lot of people that were selling books, but it was a lot of people that had already had publishers. Mm. Um, what Heroes Con and most of the other conventions are really good for are the after the convention, going to the hotel bar or somewhere where everyone's just hanging out. And that was the big problem with Megacon is that just because of the location and the way the traffic was, you couldn't get you couldn't go anywhere. It took you an hour and a half to get back to your hotel room and then mm-hmm. another hour to get to somewhere. And by the time you got there, it, everything everyone was miserable <laughs> and didn't want to do anything. So, I mean, there was there were still a lot of people doing prints and there were a lot of artists that were doing commissions – but there were just as many people selling like, oh, here's the collected trade of my book that I have. Okay, you know, so there was there was every oh, just about every table had some had some sort of comic that they were selling. Whereas in MegaCon, it was a lot of people who didn't really care about drawing comics. It was yeah. a lot of like like portraits of of Walking Dead actors, you know, yeah, or yeah, stuff so like a bunch that. of random stuff. Yeah, basically. yeah, like they hit all the popular things because so they're there to make money. There's people mm-hmm. that do that. They do the whole like the the whole circuit of conventions just to sell the prints, and that's fine. So you know, it's just there's a, a place for everything, um, but. This was this was more like like commission stuff. Like I was my fr- Nick Valenti was there, and I like hung out at his table occasionally, and he was getting a lot of commissions. Nice. Similar things like people coming up and saying, uh, "I get the same thing drawn by everyone by all different artists because I like mm. to see different interpretations." That's kind of it. cool, and it's always yeah. something 
weird, you know, creepy. You know, I'm yeah. the biggest uh, brony collector in the South brony. Central oh, man. area. <laughs> I want rainbow dashes yeah, from yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> rainbow dashes from everybody. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind for the episode. I like yeah. that. Actually, all right. So, for for you, because I, you're getting commissions. Now you're having to draw them on the spot. I mean, I imagine you're even having to draw them when you're done doing the con. You're back at your hotel. You're still, are you still, like, you know, drawing and pumping out artwork? And when do you find time to, like, go around and, like, meet some of your favorite artists? Or do you even get commissions from other artists? I, other artists, I'll usually do a trade. Okay. Um, I mean, if somebody wants, like, a print, I'm like, oh, I'll just trade you. Okay. I, it's weird. It's weird to charge somebody something when they're, like, just as good as I am. So I'm like, oh, or if they're like way better than me, I'm like, okay, I guess. Um, oh man, I want to trade. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. So, but yeah, I usually like Saturday night was like the big night at the Westin. Like everybody was gonna be there, and I went to the hotel, did some commission stuff, went to the Westin, hung out, had some drinks, took like a two-hour nap, and then woke back up at like three o'clock in the morning and finished commissions. Wow. Shit. I mean, it was it was fun. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So you had to finish the commissions there that at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, because it was Saturday night and Sunday was the last day of the convention, and I have a hard time. I'm so much slower working on things at the convention because there's so much going on, mm-hmm. and so I I had to finish it just because I didn't know if I'd be able to finish it on Sunday, you know. And she had the fear of God in her because if she would have like fucked up Poison Ivy uh, oh. sketch, dude oh, yeah. would have poisoned her. For sure. Yeah, I'm coming for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So I mean, you you mentioned trade. Like, what are some like trades you've done with other artists as far as print trades? Print trades, probably. Okay, my favorite print trade was uh, Brett Weldelli. Uh, he's doing Pariah right now. He does a lot of watercolor. Yeah, and he's amazing. And uh, I got this Poison Ivy print from him. Um, and then he, I forget what he even wanted, but I was like, just take it. I just, <laughs> seriously just take it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, you mentioned, uh, the hotels and stuff and th- this goes for you and Adam. How were like post con activities? Cause I know in Megacon the problem was as soon as the con finished, you were stuck in traffic for two hours. And by that time you were, you were done, you're ready just to go to sleep. You know, how was, uh, cause I understand the heroes con is placed like downtown, right? Yeah. Right. Imagine if, if in Jacksonville, imagine if there was a huge convention center like right next to like the Omni. Basically. It's not the Ramada Inn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and huh. you could just, so like people left the convention, they went back to the hotel, like a, walked a block, not even a block to the hotel and then just went to the bar or went, went and got food, went to eat dinner somewhere and then just walked down to the hotel bar. And it was when I was down there, there was the, the table behind the bar. Like if you were sitting at the bar, the table behind us was full of um, uh, Valiant editors. Yeah. It was just a table of all the Valiant employees sitting there. The Justin Jordan was out in the lobby just talk, like, like talking to a bunch of people. There was, everyone was just wandering around and half the people you didn't recognize because of comics you don't know anyone's face. Yeah. As all you see is their name on books, so I mean it was it was really relaxed and it was just it's not like you go out there and you're saying you're like you're not pitching your book it's really just like hanging out yeah and then you meet people and then it comes up in conversation or whatever but nice nice um, what about you Ashley did you run into anyone I I mean it was fun I just you just walk around you walk you see people at restaurants that you run into just because everything's like 
only as far as you can walk is where everybody goes. So oh. there's like certain restaurants and you'll go in and see people and it's fun. It's like this whole community for three days. Like wherever you go, you'll run into somebody either with like the Heroes Con badge or somebody that you recognize. It's, I don't know, it's a really it's a, awesome weekend. It's a really clean city too. I yeah. mean, it's like really, it's, it's easy to navigate. Everything's like lo- centrally located within like a three, four block nice. like radius. I know. Uh, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. I've offered to go uh, visit Drew up in um, North Carolina. And he's always like, dude, let's just meet in uh, Charlotte. And then, you know, we'll just, you know, spend a weekend there. It's, it's that much fun. So I'm glad that uh, that you guys had a lot of fun too. Um, Adam, you had mentioned like on the last day of Heroes Con, I think Sunday, they do a barbecue, like a network barbecue or something like that. Yeah, that's what I've, I haven't gone to it. I ended up not. I ended up driving back. That's right. Instead. Okay, that's but, right. Yeah, supposedly the the uh, the comic s- shop that started Heroes Con, it's, I think it's called Heroes Aren't Hard to Find. Yeah, I went. You went to the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. cookout? Okay, uh-huh. well then you probably... No, it was... I mean, they do it every year. You just... Yeah. You, you go in and you talk to uh, Shelton that runs the whole thing and owns the comic shop, gives you a little wristband, and you go to all these food trucks for free. You get what? drinks for free. Wow. Everybody ha- Even the creators. Um, there's all kind of like uh, Kevin McGuire, who I think works for DC, and you just meet people there, too. And everybody's just drinking and having a good time, and it was really yeah, fun. I heard about it from a writer who I've done a lot of lettering for, and he said that 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 was like where he made most of his just like friendships and comics like there with hmm. people that were already established that have helped him along the way is that he just went out there one Sunday. He said, it's like the most important thing of the whole weekend. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just, a, it sucks because it's, it's Sunday night yeah. after the convention when a, a lot, lot of people, people are, are back a lot home of people are like, I need to get home before Monday morning, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, it's tough. To, you have to act really, you have to take a whole nother day, add it to that weekend and it becomes a four day weekend, five day weekend. I can imagine uh, Adam at this event, he gets wasted and then he's trying to pitch panels. <laughs> Let me tell you about panels. Get it? Panels? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just saying, oh, that's pretty cool. I got my week sauce. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is one that um, whenever I go to conventions, it's always like uh, I get back home and uh, you know, I I go home visit dad. I probably have bought some stuff from him, and he always asks. All right, what's the good shit? What's what's the treasure that you found? And I want to ask that for you too. Like, what was like the one pickup or the one find that you were like, "Oh snap, I gotta get this right here, right now." I, what was yours? I didn't buy anything. Uh, the only thing I bought was uh, like trades from people's table or like guilt pur- purchases. When I talked to someone for so long, I felt like I should buy something. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for taking up so much of your time. Here's some of my money. Like a booth barnacle. Yeah. Chris, I think that happened to you yesterday at the shop with those uh, damn cakes and all that. Yeah, it actually, was a guilt. I think it did. It, that I was did. a I guilt felt really purchase. Bad. I had to give Man. I bought. I bought uh, my daughter a, a My Little Pony scarf. Aww. So that's the his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Winter comes. Adam's got like two heavy. Oh, th- that's the that's the hilarious thing about it is I bought it from this. It, it's like bunched up. It was no bigger than like a little Nerf football, right? Mm-hmm. The, you know what I'm gonna say? They the store that I bought it bag that is taller than this table is wide <laughs> and it's my little pony all over it and it has a strap it has a strap that's so big that i if i had it on my shoulder or was trying to care i had to hold it like this like eye level or it would brush against the ground dude i, mean, I, can, I just, can picture you they want, awesome. are they expecting her to skydive with this i don't thing? know i don't know so i have it's it, it's like 
imagine like two fists, you know, like like that's about the size of the, of the of this of this like package of the scarf, and yeah. it's in this bag that's huge. And I walk, it's on the completely opposite end of the convention to yeah. where I was keeping all my stuff. Nice. So I'm like carrying it to this, like holding this thing up. They're profiling you. The purchase. Check it out, everyone. Look what I got. Yeah. Look what I got. Yeah. Imagine if the wind was blowing and, it was, uh. and he was walking it down like uh, like the Olympics. <laughs> I, like a... I could I could have crawled into this shopping bag. <laughs> and, and velcroed the top, and, and it, it could have fit was, perfectly. I did into it. see those bags. Yeah. I thought people paid for them. No. They were that so which bought was the bag, huh? Pretty much, yeah. And so I, I, I get home to my in laws, and I, I go into my daughter's, and I, I show her the bag, and of course she plays with, plays the, with the bag. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Whatever, it's worth it. Then. So Whatever. just, just for the record, so I, the I had scarf. asked. The question was, what was defined or treasure? And Adam, my little pony, my little pony yeah, scarf yeah. for the win. Right. Awesome. All right, last question uh, about Heroes Con. Then we, we can move on to Ashley's uh, Kickstarter. For all right, for you know, for me, there we go. For a first time goer that wants to go to Heroes Con, that's only been to like MegaCon, what would be the advice you'd give them? Like as far as like you've got to do this or you've got to avoid this. As far as for Heroes Con, Ashley, I'll let, I'll let Adam think. Ashley, yeah, any. I- I don't. I just say, talk to people. Yeah. I mean, just don't be afraid to just. There's so many creators and so many artists and writers, and it's a show where you just talk to everybody, just hang out and like make friends. Like MegaCon, it, it was kind, kind of, of like, well, MegaCon. There's so many people that I would talk to someone for two seconds, and then I'd be like, okay, well, you're being pushed by the crowd, yeah. so keep moving. This one is like just you can hang out, you know. Mm-hmm. Sounds like MegaCon's like super commercial. Like it's just like you know they're there to make money and that's about. Well, it. this year they had the Walking Dead crew was there. They had more Walking Dead uh, actors there, yeah. and it's and I mean it's, it's I don't more know of a pop culture convention. Yeah, than yeah, a true comic so convention now. Yeah, because I think it was it was two conventions. It was a comic convention and then an anime convention. I think and manga convention that kind of like combined. Yeah. Just do it on mm-hmm. the same date, and they shifted halls this year, and they said it was supposed to be bigger. But it didn't Ew. feel that mm. way at no. all, and because I always thought that Heroes Con was larger in terms of of people that go there, or you know the, the amount of creators that go there, and it that you could you could walk down the, the aisles. There were you could see the person on the opposite side of the right. aisle as you. At MegaCon, you can't. It's just it's so it's it's a sea. It's like a sea of people, yeah, and you'd have to hope that like someone's walking by holding money out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, like. Comic. I'm not gonna lie. You guys talking about MegaCon really stresses me out. I haven't <laughs> been there yet. <laughs> well, it, 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 it this year was the only one that I really felt like, man, yeah. I, I'm ready just to be done. Yeah. The traffic I, was so. Yeah, good. I'm hoping that yeah. it's. You know what? To be honest, it'll probably be just as worse next year. I mean, it's only going to continue getting bigger. Well, but, to be fair, like there was so much stuff that was like spring break. There was like about oh, five other right, conventions right. going on. Yeah, and, and yeah, like, yeah, it's just a big well, clusterfuck. Well, here's con- right, back to the here's kind of advice because we don't want to turn it into just bashing MegaCon, I guess. No, <laughs> I, 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 I still love me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but here, Sponsored. I would say, yeah, I would say, um, <laughs> cell reception was really, really bad. Yeah, it's like, like it was impossible. Yeah, it's I had, longer, I yeah. had it like one little corner that I found that I could, I could text out of. Um, and Frank was in that corner too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but otherwise, I mean, if you can go for all three days, like get a hotel, go for all three days because 
there's a lot of fun stuff you can do and talk to people at the convention, but it's it's really a 24 hour convention, like mm-hmm. a 24 seven convention or 24 okay. three, I guess you know because it's like after the shows, there's everyone's just there. They're centrally located, just like Ashley said. It's like its own little village. Yeah. Now for those three days, because there's no one else wants to go anywhere. No one else. Everyone, most people flew up or something like yeah, that. All the so hotels they, are like a block. It, it's away all right from there. The all the restaurants are right there, and so it, it's. It's a lot more relaxed. Mm-hmm. I I think I walk I walked in on Saturday. There was no one in line for a badge, so I just walked in, got my badge, and got in line to wait for like the early entry. You know, yeah. at MegaCon you had to wait in line mm-hmm. to then wait to in wait line to get your <laughs> ticket and then go wait in line to go in. Oh. This was I just walked in. I I got yeah. there early because I was worried. I walked right in. There was no one there for the for the advanced tickets. Nice. So I just picked it up, mm-hmm. got in line for it. Was people that were that were queuing for like the the early access, mm-hmm. and I just got right in. It was, nice, it was easy. Cool. I, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna go to Heroes Con next year, but I'm really looking forward to going to Tampa Con in August. Since I mean that'll be a one that again August 2nd. August first to the third. Yeah, first okay. to the third. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's in Tampa, so for us it's only like what maybe a three and a half hour drive, five at the most. Yeah, that's uh, not bad. Not yeah, Marv Wolfman is gonna be there. Uh, Jim Steranko, who I really mm-hmm. want to meet. I wonder if he'll let me like uh, do a Houdini and just punch him in the gut as hard <laughs> as I can. Probably not, because he looks like he'd punch me right back and then continue punching me. Yeah. So. Grizzled dude, and then yeah, I yeah. tweet about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You told me Jim Steranko has some crazy tweets. Which, by the way, Jim Steranko with a Twitter is is a crazy thought. It's because yeah. he is like seventies and eighties Nick Fury. Yeah, yes. like for real. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's got a crazy. I, I recommend anyone look up Jim Steranko's life a story because that dude is. I mean, he was a magician and escape artist. He was yeah. in gangs. He used to fight a lot. Yep. He threatened uh, plenty of Marvel like editors and writers. I, I want to write a, a, a team up book with Steranko and Mr. T. Uh, <laughs> Jim Steranko's got a Twitter. I'm sorry, that's, that's just crazy to me. Check, check, check. Ashley, you laughed. Damn it! Damn it! We did it again. Sorry. Folks, we had to pause it real quick, so we, we tried to act natural, oh, but it never, it never worked. transition. <laughs> what and was that thing we kept saying? And we're laughing now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure like our guests are like, what the fuck? Was there a time portal? <laughs> uh, I, Rewinding it, thought they missed a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you didn't miss a joke. I always end up having to pause the episode and check things out, but... Actually, I invited you on because, well, you sought me out because you had a Kickstarter going. You got another project Ooh, out of yeah. your, like, 100 other ones. <laughs> and I'm always like, man, when is she going to just slow down? What's the deal with this Kickstarter? What's the story on this one? So this book is called Gateway Runners. Um, it came from a friend of mine who's never written comics before, but has been reading comics for, like, 30 years. Um, it's really good. It's a... Uh, kind of like this space thing and i've never gotten to draw like sci-fi before hmm. so i'm really enjoying it it's uh kind of about the future there's like earth and mars and they made this mars colony and they put all like the brightest and best out there and it failed so they all came back to earth and then they decided that they needed to try it again but they sent all the people that didn't want to go 
like all the poor people and like everybody, like all the prisoners, they kind of like forced them out there. It's like Australia in space? Yeah, I was thinking that when I read it. Yeah, it's kind of like Australia. And then it uh, it ended up like thriving. Apologies to all Australia (laughs) listeners. Shout out to Australia. (laughs) And it it just, it it thrived like as this community. And so it's kind of about this, you know, relationship between Earth and Mars and I, I'm excited. Like, I hope it goes through. So it's on Kickstarter until uh, July 16th. Cool. Is it, like, full, like, is it black and white, full color? Is it? Uh, color, and I'm, I'm doing everything. I get to do the pencils, the inks, oh. the colors, and the whole deal. Is it just, uh, w- what's the name of the, the, your, the red? Gene Hoyle. Gene Hoyle. the writer. Um, is it just you and him? Or yeah. is there an editor or a, a letterer or... Well, we don't have a letter. I mean, I lettered. I lettered the first three pages that are on the Adam, over here, letters. I need to have a drop. Excuse me. I need to have a drop. Contact Adam. Contact Adam. I did talk to Adam about it because I I was talking to him. I was like, well, what can you tell me? I've got to letter three pages myself. And he just told you, let me do it. Send it my way. I'll take one bag of money. Letter. Like, I have respect, so much more respect for you now, man, because it's hard to letter. She didn't respect you until she said, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before that, I thought, Ed, Ed, I listened to the last episode. No no sucking up now just because I'm here, okay? Yeah, take that, buddy. That's funny. So you said said the lettering has been, I mean, was it your first attempt at ever lettering? Yeah, an attempt is the word. <laughs> it did not turn out well, but it'll work for, you know, the Kickstarter. Yeah. And then it'll get relettered when it gets printed. But, yeah, it's freaking difficult. I had no idea. I was like, how hard can mm. this be? Just mm. throw some stuff up there and put the text in. It's nuts. Comic Sans, what's up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you said uh, Gene, right? You yes. said this. he's never written a comic. He's just always been a fan. So what was the... I mean, the obvious inspiration would be just that he wanted to try out this fashion. But was there any under anything else? Is he doing it for profits or more so just that he wants to get a story out there? Or what's kind of his inspiration? I think he just wants to get the story out there. He just one day decided, you know, he wanted to try it because he uh, he's uh, he's been a friend. Like he um, actually sponsored my table at Megacon a couple years ago and hmm. paid for my table. Nice. So he's always kind of supported artists and writers and new creators. And I think he finally just decided, you know, why not me at this point? Might as well just try it out. Yeah. You could definitely ask for that bag of money. I know. I know. That's a lot I heard. Sponsored <laughs> table. Yeah. Just money <laughs> bags. Went up. Now, was it uh, because of your relationship as far as the sponsorship with uh, Gene that you got involved with the project? Or did he always have you in mind? Or did he have... How did you get involved with the project? I was the the second artist. Um, the first, first artist. First one died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first one he killed. <laughs> so I'm actually uh, his best friend that helps sponsor the table is this uh, guy named Seek Donnelly who's had a lot of successful Kickstarters. He works for Top Cow, oh, and nice. I am working on a project with him right now. And so Gene was like, you're doing a lot. Are you sure you can do this? You've got more projects than we have episodes. <laughs> like, I'm really impressed with your work. Projects, yeah. I, like, you have to just keep working or else, I don't know. you got to yeah. get that momentum rolling. Yeah. I'm afraid to say no to anything, I guess, is my problem. Okay. But these projects so far have been really good. So he was like, hey, can you work on this even though you're doing all this other stuff? And I read the script and I was like, yeah, I, I want to work on this. This is really, really cool. Nice. Okay. Um, so I, I've got this question. I want you to fill in the blanks. If you're a fan of blank, blank, and blank, you'll want to check oh. this out. Oh, I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Libs? 
Yes. <laughs> Bucket. Adjectives. Uh, one adjective. <laughs> uh, one noun. If what? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. If you're a fan of uh, Star Trek. Okay. Oh. Australia. I was just Australia. Australia. <laughs> I joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, I'd say I'd say Saga, but my art is nowhere near Fiona Staples. Mm. Like I'm not even trying to go there. Don't sell yourself short. Well, Don't sell yourself short, uh, she's amazing. She so is, I'd say yeah. those three things. Okay, so Star Trek, Australia, and wow. uh, Saga. Saga. Okay. All right. Um, let me go into the tangible rewards because I mean it is Kickstarter. That means you know they, there's a certain level of uh, rewards based on the amount. Do you happen to know the the rewards? I not off the top of my head. I know that there's um, I'm giving out art lessons. That's one of the things. Okay. Um, Gene's doing a coffee date where you can kind of like talk to him about your projects and he can help you because he was an editor. He's been okay. editing comics and so he's <laughs> you know good at the writing process. There's all kinds of prints and books and variant covers and. And what's the goal? What's the Kickstarter goal? Uh, it's eighty five hundred, just because the book is uh, twenty eight pages, mm -hmm. full color. Yeah. So I mean, uh, so it will be a physical as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. We'll I'm always used book. to uh, a lot of Kickstarters like. You have to really like kind of look for the the one reward that's like a physical copy because they want to just give it to you digitally. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And um, as, what about the intangible thing? What are these readers, as far as like a takeaway message of the story or whatever, like what what are they getting from the story itself? Like what did you get when you read it? What did you think? I I don't know. I mean, there was like I I liked it a lot because the two main characters are like this young kid who's kind of quirky and this older guy that has like some sort of like I don't know. PTSD or whatever and they just they get along really well and I also wanted to draw like space cars and like futuristic mm, things yeah. and I'd never done that before so that's what really made me want to do the script and say like everything else I can kind of put to the side for a little bit and mm -hmm. work on this so for you it was more so an adventure into trying out different things as far as with your art yeah and then also learning things like lettering yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got really, I used, really big. I used lettering like really loosely then, or learning, learning really loosely. Learning, and then yeah. for Gene, it was more so that this has always been a passion. And I, I mean, like you said, he's never written one. This is his yeah. first attempt. But I mean, everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah. And the fact that he's just willing to just you know put it together and at, at least try, at least do it. You know, a lot of people talk about doing stuff, but he put his money where his mouth is. Yeah, and there's something about like. I mean, I'm sure you guys know, like, seeing that printed comic with your name on it. Yeah. Like, that is an, an incredible feeling. That is such a good feeling. I don't know what that feels like, but Adam does. And I think... Oh, no. No? Ed no, neither. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no one wants to hire me. <laughs> it's like, I'd rather feel the feeling of a bag of I'm money being drunk. placed yeah. in my hand. <laughs> I just need give me a bag of money. Bag That's of money. No one wants to give me a bag of money. And I have this weird fetish for... I kind of want to feel poison ivy. Like, yeah. what, what's that feel like? I'm just drawing fan art. That's that's all people want. Dude, don't don't say, man, don't say you're so short with this like uh, these gam prints. All right, as gam gets closer, I keep seeing your like stuff being posted on yes, the, the gam site. I yeah, I see it every day. And yeah. I'm not gonna lie, that's some pretty good stuff. Cool, there. thank you. Yeah. I try to report spam on my wall <laughs> because I see it so much. <laughs> Facebook is God. These pictures offend me. <laughs> <laughs> I want more babs. That's right. I, I got the physical Aww. copy, so I'm pretty stoked. So, you should ask right. Jonathan if it's okay to use Babs and uh and your children's book because you've oh, written yeah. children's book before. Have the yeah, uh, Pete. What's the cat's name? Pella. Pella. Pella and 
What's his name? Babs. 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 Yeah, I, I'm Undead. not a writer either. Right. <laughs> Zombie hunter. <laughs> You'd have to pay a license. Adventures in the afterlife. The adventures. <laughs> 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 what's the uh, uh before we go on break? What's the um the the Kickstarter and the further the Kickstarter for the the comic itself, and then um also like where people can contact you for art and stuff. So on the Kickstarter, you just look up Gateway Runners. Um, I've got. There's also a video for it too, right? Uh, too, right? A trailer for it. Yeah. I think yeah, there's yeah. a it's like a three minute trailer I saw. Yeah, there's I I haven't even watched that yet. I mean, Gene's like taking such good care of doing this. I just draw, yeah, and just nice. send him stuff, and he puts it together. Well, if you don't want to die like the first artist, I I don't blame you at all. So, <laughs> so and I just I'm AshleyLaney.com. Okay. Um, I'm on Twitter, kind of like I'm signed up, and I post sometimes. <laughs> kind of on Twitter. Kind of. I need to start posting up. more. One day it's there, the other day it's deleted, then it's back. <laughs> just like Ashley underscore Lanny. Like during Game of Thrones season, I tweet a lot more. Yeah. And then in like the other nine months, I don't really touch it, but I need to. <laughs> Damn, we gotta wait another so every year n- before we get yeah. another tweet. Every <laughs> nine months, it's an exclusive club. That's all. <laughs> every nine months, she births a new Twitter. That's, yes. what, that's what it comes down to. So if you want to go ahead and add to Ashley's enormous pile of artwork. Or work in general. Hit yes. her up on Twitter. Yes. Every other nine months. Yeah. But more so, hit you up on the <laughs> face or the website, right? Yeah, the website's easier. Okay. And uh, Gateway Runner on Kickstarter. Yep. Help a man support his dreams and make that reality. Let's go on music break, and we'll be right back. Now that we're we're talking to Chris, I just realized we did not even I didn't even like get to really point out why Chris is even sitting at this table. Oh. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Chris. Nice <laughs> to meet y'all. Well, I mean, we, we we record the intro afterwards, but I just I was like, man, these guys are like really just bringing Chris in really smoothly. I like that. Um, feels so good. Yeah, yeah. But our listeners He's are hoping for some conflict. Hey, leave me alone. What's what? this guy doing here? Ed's making fun of me. Who is this guy? Get these headphones hey. off now. I don't want your poison ivy, guy. This isn't Cesar. <laughs> for our <laughs> listeners, oh my god. <laughs> Dude, if you would have came in here, I didn't even notice. If you would have came in here without your glasses, I'm the new Cesar. Yeah, if you would have came over without your glasses, it would have been really cool if Adam and uh, if Adam and Ed were both like, "Hey, Cesar, dude." Yeah. So I got this book for you. <laughs> That'd be funny as shit. But for our listeners who are like, "Man, who's that? Who's that other voice?" I want to introduce everyone to Chris DiGiolo, a friend of the uh, the show. DiGiolo. What? What? It's not I how guess you say my what? last name. You know, I had the same problem with Cesar's last name. Chris, school me, please. It's Hohola. Ooh. Ooh. God. I would have never. The J's are H's. Then get Rolo, the goddamn huh? J's and H's Rolo. out of here, all right? Jeez. 
going to roll those R's. You, you know what? I'm not going to lie. You, you I have <laughs> never heard Jojolo before. Jojolo. <laughs> there is not an O at the end of my name whatsoever. Hey, Jojolo. <laughs> you would think coming from a guy named Botter, he would take a little bit more I know. care and know. other Someone's people's names. Name. Yeah. yeah. When you say my last name, think of Christmas. Like, ho, ho, ho. Oh, like my ho, God. Hola. The I've Jolo. heard Johola, Johala, Hojola. Johala? But not Jojolo. Hey, Joe, let me holler. Jojolo. I got my weak sauce, too. That's the Jojolo. Oh! Dude, he's, he's way too cocky. Trick. Too cocky already, man. Oh, he's man. got that Cesar syndrome. It's too comfortable. Too comfortable. Well, it was nice having you, Chris. Nice to you. But the All right, reason, Jijolo. The reason Settle why... Jojolo. Jojolo. Jojolo, aren't you? I'm just going to go by that now. Yes. Yes. My name is Chris Jojolo. <laughs> Chris is on the show, guys. <laughs> Jojolo is on the show. Jojolo. Jojolo does sound like some sort of like off-world... Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> Jojolo. <laughs> This yeah, is Jojo the world. Yeah, there you go. This is Chris Jojo. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's so I awesome. met Chris through RJ and, and the Cosplay Girls, right? When I, when I met Chris, he was more so of a... He, was, he wasn't a comic book reader at the time. He had uh, shown interest in comics. But I, I had... To be honest, I was like, oh, you know, I've, I've met a lot of people who say they, they want to get into comic books, but they never do. But the more I hung out with Chris, he started <laughs> oh, listening boy. to the show. He started listening to the show. And one day he came, I was like, hey, man, I want to get into the comic books. Let's do this. And I took him to Superhero Beach. And uh, uh, Ashley was actually there for this, like, the bur- for this birth of uh, like, a comic book collector. It was it's a beautiful exciting. moment. It was, yeah, it's a beautiful it was, moment. It, was, it really is. It was my and comic book cherry. It was pop that day. <laughs> oh. Ho-holo. 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 Hey, this is my friend Chris Jojolo. He's really interested in getting into comics. And I'm just ho- sitting there going, Ho-holo. What in the hell, man? <laughs> But, but, <laughs> but it, was, it was then that I realized getting someone into comic books brand new and ex- being able to catch them up on like first of all the big two just the big two alone Marvel and DC is is damn hard like there's a lot of shit that you have had to have read or just understand so I, I did my best I knew that he liked Hulk I knew Mark Wade's a great writer so I'd recommended books by him Hulk uh, so definitely a Hulk. I sold him on Superior Spider-Man because I refused. I've got a great story to, about that. I refused to let uh, <laughs> you know another person doubt Doc Ock as Spider-Man. So I made Adam proud and I, I rekindled <laughs> <laughs> things with Dan Slott. Maybe. Maybe never, actually, if you ever listened to the first episode. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I've got. That's so stuff let's there. see. I got you oh, Superior boy. Spider-Man. Um, I had peppered... Oh, Infinity. I got him to. Uh, I told him about. Inf- uh, yeah, Infinity because it was. It j- had just ended, and I figured, you know what? If you're gonna get into Marvel, you have to get into one of their big crossover events. Luckily, that one ended. It was in trade format. Uh, I recently just gave him the Saga stuff because I mean that's probably the most champion book we have on here. And I peppered in like some old school stuff that that were some of my favorites. I I gave him like Superman Doom, the death uh, death of Superman Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we were at the shop. You can never go wrong with the 25-cent bin, and they had plenty of Exiles. You guys remember the Exiles mm, comic yeah, series? Yeah. Yeah. Totally obscure, but I thought I'd give it a shot. Blink uh, is awesome. Oh, thank you. See, Blink. Blink. I'm in love with but Blink, actually. But <laughs> the reason I had to get Chris on, because I feel like Chris represents, 
exactly the, the goal of the short box. And we, we're always trying to bring comic books to the people, whether you're new to comic books, you've, you've always read it, or you've kind of fell out of it. We want to bring comic books in a format that's uh, you know entertaining, easy to follow. And even if you are a big comic book head, we still like you know pay respect to that. So I think Chris represents exactly the audience that we're shooting for. And um, he's a testament kind of to, like, that our champion season works. I've met, you know, a handful of people who've listened to the show, and they've, they've said, hey, I've picked up this book more than like you know, more than likely it's been Saga. Actually, it's been a lot of Saga stuff. Um, hey, I listened to the show. I heard you champion this. I picked it up. I liked it. So I think Chris is a testament because to, to how successful champion season can be and the influence of it. Um, he, he's been telling me that he started listening to the show from episode one and he's trying to like follow the champions, like the stuff we've championed there. <laughs> I've, so, I've been binge listening. Yes, this is true. Which is crazy. Cause that's yeah. way too much. Like yeah. just like Botter, <laughs> Drew and Walt for the I first bringing couple. Up some old stuff. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you hated Dan Slott oh, and you told me to get Dan Slott the first time we met. <laughs> Dude, this is the best. Superior Spider-Man is the best. And I popped oh on episode God. one. But hey, we need to find a way to kill Dan Slott. <laughs> oh, my God. You're such assholes. Dude, he's bringing up, like, shit from, like, old episodes that I, I hope that I could bury. Like, if I was to ever interview for Marvel and they're like, hey, you know, we saw in your resume the Shorebox podcast. We just started from episode so one. We started from episode one from there. I just started, so I just, uh, we're you know, not going to be able to accept you whatsoever. <laughs> We had an under, uh, uh, underling position with Dan Slott, but, I mean, we, we know how you feel. And I'm like, no, it changed. It changed. I promise. But, Chris, uh, let me ask you this, man. What was, what, what's your exact ex- past experience with comic books? Did you have any prior experience with comics before like, we had met and fr- became friends? Uh, I could be honest with you. It, it was close to nil. Um, my younger brother was actually into him more than I was. Uh, he was more into evil ernie and uh spawn uh that's back in the day oh, back 90s. When I was like yeah oh, in the 90s God, early 90s, 90s. I mean, he had evil <laughs> ernie i didn't so many comics so i would go through them i liked the art i liked i was re- we were really both into like um a lot of horror stuff so mm. um i i looked at that stuff i was more of a toy collector really i had mm. i had a bunch of stuff uh, ninja turtles awesome. swamp thing um you name it i had it as far as toys go so I didn't really spend a whole lot of money on comics. Um, not until I met Botter this year did I actually go broke <laughs> trying to get everything that I want yeah. comic-wise. <clears throat> I've been getting a, a package every day at my apartment <laughs> with something new. Nice. And I, apparently I learned last night that I've been doing it wrong because I also buy a, a ton of like trades from Amazon. The Amazon credit card is where it's at, apparently, because yep. you get points. It, it I second a, that. It is amazing. <laughs> and it. Prime. If you can do Prime, yeah, Prime. you better do Prime, because that saves you so much money. Okay. So what, what made you finally like, you know what, let me get into this fully. Was, there, was it like just the movie scene, or what made you finally go, comic books is what I want to get into, what I want to go broke from? <laughs> All right. This is going to sound a little weird, but uh, actually, when you, were, uh, you and I were hanging out, and, and uh, we were at the pool. So just sitting there in the pool. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> we first met. You thought my name was Jojolo. Jojolo. And uh, yeah, you started talking about uh, you started talking about the X Men. You started talking about some of the comics that you you went through, and I was like, all right. And this is right before I actually went to Oklahoma City for yeah, that's right, that's right, that. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so at that point, you kind of put the bug in my in my 
brain, basically. That's right, because I ended brain. up giving you a Superman you birthright, birthright and, and Daredevil uh, born again. Right. Which I, I think I said it. Uh, I think I told Drew about this. I was like, yeah, man, I met this dude. He's got the comic books. I gave him these two books. And I was like, man, I can't wait till me and him get to talk about Daredevil born again. <laughs> and he was like, what makes you think he won't talk about Superman? I was like, oh, he's not really a big Superman fan. I just gave it to him to prove him wrong. Chris gets back, and I'm like, yeah. Hey, Chris, man, what do you think about those books? Dude, I fucking loved it. I was like, yeah, yeah. What about uh, Daredevil? He's like, oh, it was, it was cool. But Superman Birthright almost made me cry. I was like, yeah, it was really awesome. But Daredevil, what about that part? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was awesome. But look, Superman Birthright, Mark Wade. That's true. I hate, I, and I honestly, I was telling Bader even before, I was like, I was not a fan of Superman. I thought Superman was just way too OP. I was like, eh, Superman's just not for me, you know? So I was like, all right. He's like, all right, you need to take this with you. You need to read it. And at first I was like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to read this. But then I started reading it and the story was really good, you know? So I, I got into Superman. I really did. And now I have a couple more things. I picked up that new number 32. Yeah, the uh, Jeff Johns, John Romano Jr. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I really like the art on that. So the storyline for that should be pretty cool. Um, it was just a, a tough pairing because I'm not a big. I'm the same way with Superman. Like I've, I always, I would say like every three or four months, I go, oh, I, I really want to read a Superman comic. <laughs> I, I, I like the idea of it more than I ever liked the execution. Mm-hmm. So I'll go and I'll pick up a couple issues and I'll read one and go, eh, I'm done. And right. then like four more months will go by. I picked up Birthright just on a whim wow. and read it. And right before Man of Steel came out, so I read that, and then I read that like little love letter to the Superman in the back of the trade by Mark Wade, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh man, this is this is the best Superman comic." I've yeah, ever it read. was really yeah, good. Really yeah. good. So, um, I don't remember exactly all the titles. I think uh, that I that I pointed you out with um, to start out with for your first pull. I, I, I know Original Sin was on there. Uh, Incredible Hulk. Incredible, uh, Indestructible Hulk. Instru- I'm sorry, Instructable yeah, Hulk. Instructable Hulk. I guess uh, what titles have you added since like I had helped you set up the first one? Oh, uh, let's see. I've added quite a few, actually. I've gone and done some of my old fanboy stuff. So Ninja Turtles, I picked that up. I've actually been catching up on that. Um, that's actually been pretty good. Um, I was a big fan of Swamp Thing, and I had no idea the Swamp Thing was DC. So... I'm catching up on that now. Actually, I have it's a whole still, bunch of my. It's still okay in Padawan status for you, so you you can say shit like that. <laughs> yeah, but even, well, mean, no, even Scott Snyder actually wrote the first. I've read the first five yeah. so far, and the story is actually really good. I, well, I Scott Snyder, man. Well, yeah. and for the most t- most of the time, Swamp Thing, he was DC, but not really DC. They was part of their Vertigo line, which was all. It's like not the same thing. Right. It's kind of like their little. <clears throat> Like we'll, it's on it's the like fringes of the universe, like Sandman. It's they're there, okay. but they're yeah, not yeah, where they can do whatever involved. they want. Yeah. It's not tied with all the yeah, superhero stuff. A superhero will pop in every once in a while, like Batman. Yeah, actually, that up. first issue, Superman and Batman yeah. showed up. That was that, that was like issue. that was like a big kind of controversy because they took all the characters from Vertigo that everyone loved because they had these adult themed Vertigo books like Constantine and mm-hmm. and uh, Swamp Thing. And then they just like poured them into the normal superhero universe and canceled their other books. Right. Yeah. So it's like that's a lot. Of, it's a lot of little different now. Okay. And how could I forget? Uh, fortunately, Ashley was able to get you all the issues for Batman Eternal. Yeah. Because like actually, when 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 we stopped really by the show good. or the shop, it was up to issue nine, mm-hmm. and she was able to find all those. So how have you been enjoying Batman Eternal? I love Batman Eternal. It's it's a really good story. I really like the art. The past couple issues, I've not been a huge fan of the art. But uh, the storyline is really cool. And the villains, I had no idea any of these villains. You know, I'm, like I said, before I wasn't really into comics, so I knew Joker. I didn't know Joker had a daughter. 
you yeah. know, and all this kind of stuff. So it's actually the storyline is actually really really cool. So I've been enjoying that as well. And I, I'm interested in, in finding this out, especially from someone who's, who just got into comic books. But what are, what's like the biggest as far as factors go for like just motivation to get the bo- like? What's the selling point for you? Like, is it is it covers? Is it? Uh, I know the listening to the to the, sh- the the podcast has helped out, but like when you walk into the shop, like what really grabs you? Like, is it from the covers, or is it like you reading a couple pages from it, or? Well, for right now, it yeah, it's it, as far as like when I grew up, I knew about X Men stuff. I watched the cartoons stuff like that. So, so those kind of superheroes I've always been into. So that really interests me. Um, as far as writers go, I'm not really I don't know a whole lot about writers right now. So I'm kind of trying to figure out which stories I like, which ones I don't like. So, yeah, I'd say the covers. Um, I'm also really interested in, like I said, uh, I did. A, I still watch a whole bunch of horror. I actually get on Netflix and watch random horror movies I've never heard of before in my life. <laughs> but um, I try and pick up that kind of stuff. Uh, I've added, uh, let's see here, Kirkman's uh, Outcast. Yeah, I yeah. read that first uh, issue, and I think the storyline is actually going to be pretty good. I was telling Ashley yesterday that uh, the artwork, I don't know if I can get on, t- on board with the artwork. It's not as intense as I would like it to be for the story that it is. So Okay. Um <clears throat> Let's see what else have I even let's see what else have I added? Uh, the Wicked and the Divine. I read that, and that is actually a really good, really good story. I think it's going to be a really good story about. I guess it's a communal god that just comes. Is to that Earth. Karen Gillan and Jamie yeah, yeah. Kelvey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I saw that. Um, you know when we were you know joking around on Facebook, I realized that it was easier just to recommend like image books titles to him because one. A lot of these image books are one easier to pick up. They're not that far in depth, like uh, as far as issue wise. They're still like you know in their infancy numbers. So I mean things like Saga, and uh, I know uh, Kia had helped like you know remind me Rat Queens is like you know something he's got to pick up and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it, the thing. I, I as far as X Men and and Marvel goes and like DC, I'm kind of still not sure what to get or what not to get that's why you know like you said i don't even have to get anything right now because you have so much stuff that you've been lending me so that i can kind of catch up on what the storyline is that's still that right there marvel as far as marvel goes that's still really overwhelming to me yeah because i have no idea what's going to be on. honest i'm just trying to make room for furniture in my, in my <laughs> i'm like hey man do you want to borrow like these uh five omnibuses they weigh 150 pounds well, yeah cool it's, now it's ac- i'm running out of room it's actually a really cool <laughs> position to be in because a lot of people that that grew up with comics, they were they're 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 like connected to them either Marvel or DC or both, and a lot of people have trouble branching out and trying other things because they feel they have such an affinity for those comics and mm-hmm. those characters, but you don't have that that yeah, hang-up like there. Like, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's like, and that's, I'm a big proponent of reading all comics. Like, right. it's not just, like, Marvel and then the other stuff. There's, because there are some of the best comics out there right now from other places. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have this, like, complete, you have no preconceived idea of, like, what should or shouldn't be. So that's really cool because, like, right now, you could step into anything and, like Potter said, most image books, they do a really good job of keeping all of their trades in print. Right. So as you can find, like, you could find Invincible, you could go online and find all the trades right now, you know, mm-hmm. and there's up to 112 issues already. So that's it, there's a lot, a lot of cool stuff out there. Yeah, and I really, what I really like about that too is they're always coming out with like new stories too. You know what I mean? It's like this past month alone, there's been some new stories. Yeah. you can just start from the beginning and go from there. And if you like it, keep it. If you don't, just go on to the next thing. And so. a lot of creator-owned books, especially from uh, because they don't want to do the same thing for. 112 issues like that's kind of rare in creator-owned books yeah Mm -hmm. so you get a lot of of 
self-contained four to to twelve or thirty issue series mm-hmm. that they have a beginning, middle, they end. So there's you don't have to feel like there's a million things to catch up to. You can you can there's there's always something you can read it and then you just put it away, and move on to the next thing. Right. So it's a lot of a lot of different variety out there too. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. I wanted to bring this up. Um. As far as the the podcast, the short box, the short box's influence on what you decided to pick, what you decided to read. One of the the best examples was I, I got on Facebook earlier this week. I had the little notification. You've been tagged in a picture, and it was you posting a picture of I Kill Giants, yes. the hardcover edition. And I was like, Adam is going to be so fucking happy <laughs> that someone else, like, not only decided to buy it, but go all out and buy the nice, like, prestigious hardcover. Yeah, the Titan, Titan edition. edition. You know so, what? I was like, you know what? Go big or go home. This has got to be good. <laughs> so that that brings up a question. Has there been any ones that you can name off the top of your head as far as, like, from the show, what episodes or, like, champion sessions we've had that you've, like, really enjoyed or you were just like, you know what? Let me write this down or I'll, I'll make oh, sure yeah, to get there's, that. yeah, there's been a bunch. Like, as far as, you know, I Kill Giants, I did get that. That was an awesome, awesome story. I really did enjoy that. Um, all the extras in that Titan edition are really cool, too. All the extra art, all the storylines behind it and everything. He talks about – he goes panel by panel and talks about what he's thinking about and stuff like that. So that was really cool. I told you I'm going to have to sell mine to get that because it's – I so it's, awesome. it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, let's see some of the earlier. Uh, let's see some of the early episodes. Well, you know, if I was, if I wasn't already into Superior Spider-Man, I wouldn't have been. But uh, you know, now I am. Um, Thor. I was telling you yesterday it was yeah Thor, the, uh, the Thor God, God bomb of, stuff. Yeah, that's that sounds really. Aka, cool. when you read that shit, you will grow a beard automatically. <laughs> that is the manliest series ever. Well, maybe I can grow a thicker beard. That would be really good. Actually, you're just gonna throw a. You're gonna grow an axe for an arm. That's how bad. Uh, I can that do is. that too. It's all good. And, uh, um, what episode are you on right now? Currently, uh, let's see. I just finished the uh, the collection or. Collector's edition. Collector's was that edition. the one for my pops? And uh, no, that was the one. That was oh, that was my the favorite one. episode though. But that was the one where you had was it Will? Will, Will yeah, Will came on. He showed off of, his action figures. Yeah, his action that figures. was one of the episode that, in retrospect, I'm like, why did I have an episode of a person bringing on action figures that none of the audience <laughs> could see? <laughs> you live and you learn. Like I said, he every time I I, I talk to Chris, he'll mention an old episode, and I'm like, man, why did I do that episode? Or <laughs> That could have that could have gone a little better. It's funny because I remember listening to the first couple. and I'm like, all right, so the first half is comics, oh and the second God. half we're talking about hip hop. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I know nothing about hip hop, but I'm gonna write this down. <laughs> so you know, Walt and Drew and myself, we just have a way of just talking. Eventually, about shit. time will fold in on itself when you get to the episodes that you're on. Right? Like, yeah, you, you'll, you'll keep listening. <laughs> you get to it. And you're like, hey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, yeah. So started from really the bottom, cool. right? That's right? Yeah, that's right. You guys are talking right. about that as well. Before we move on from this uh, this quick little interview, I wanted to bring up something for um, Ed and Ashley because both of you guys are respectable comic book counterfolk. You know, I both got them and Superhero Beach, respectively. You've heard like what he likes and what are some of the titles he's had. What would you recommend to him? Whether it's like one from the big two or Image Book or just one of your personal favorites, Ed. Mm. Um, I'd recommend picking up. I know, I think we're out, but I know, I think I've seen them. But DC released this uh, Essentials graphic novel. Basically, it's a full color catalog, okay. which I think you just can get. You can just pick up. That's a good start. Um, I'd recommend. I'm a trade guy, so I recommend looking at uh, trades. But like a lot of the stuff you guys already covered, like Saga, I like uh, Pretty Deadly, East to West. Um, 
just there's a bunch of good stuff i'm a big sucker for like cross genre <clears throat> books like sci-fi westerns and things like that where it's a combination of two okay. two or three things different genres but done well pretty deadly is probably the most unique book i've read in a while um but as far as like classic stuff i recommend pretty much almost anything alan moore writes you got to get you know your watchman you got to get um his swamp thing run even like the uh the Bernie Wrightson, Len Wein Swamp Thing. If you like Swamp Thing, those are really cool. Bernie Wrightson is it's amazing, and he's still drawing. He's yeah, he's an old dude now. He's an old grumpy dude, but he's so awesome. But he's still sharp as a tech. <laughs> yeah, even when I saw him a few years ago at Heroes Con. Okay. Um, but oh him and, yeah, yeah. He him was and, bitching about uh, vampires in Twilight. Yeah, uh, and he, he was saying, who doesn't irate. bitch about and vampires? The funniest Twilight. thing he they said, like, because yeah, him and Steve Niles had a little like a like a, a panel and. He, someone asked him why I haven't you know you've been working in comics and he's like I think people just thought I'd die <laughs> <laughs> and he was doing storyboard stuff for movies so he was getting paid so much more money doing storyboards living in California than comic work so he was just doing that for years um, but those are the ones I like like I said I got so much I read so many like such a variety of things um, oh Garth Ennis I love um, Preacher and The Boys Pilgrim too. Pilgrim, Pilgrim's good. My favorite's probably the Boys and Preacher of his. Um, he had he had a good Punisher run as well. But yeah, definitely if you want, yeah, want something kind of that Vertigo, the Vertigo series. I def and then something that's a uh, f you to superheroes, like because he's very he thinks superheroes are pretty ridiculous. <laughs> so I, I think um, Garth Ennis stuff though needs to come with a disclaimer. Yeah. You have to be in a. <laughs> yeah, his stuff. I mean, if you're pretty if you're not easily offended yeah that's <laughs> no, i'm not offended so um not, so. he does not give a fuck he, he will <laughs> put it on there like his stuff starts rough and you just kind of hang on um but the boys like the okay. first panel is like a guy getting his face stomped into the ground like a superhero getting up. All yeah right, all right yeah so but the boys is basically <laughs> Chris yeah. is like yeah face all right stomp face face like that all right all right but it's basically Violence? yeah the boys is basically like a cia group of superheroes that kind of keep track of superheroes because they're in this world they're just a bunch of screw-ups and they just fuck everything up and they got to be kept in check so that's been and that's like about an eight or nine trade you know full run like preacher so that's a good that's a good one i'd recommend too okay yeah, and i remember you last episode too talking about like uh frankencastle yes and uh like the legion is it the legion of monsters or yeah legion of monsters anything yeah. rick remender okay it's pretty because cool. that sounds really cool because you know i when i grew up i was i watched uh you know monster squad or yeah it. yeah i love monster squad all that kind of stuff i really yeah, if really you like universal stuff. monsters and stuff yeah, like that yeah. league of monsters um i forgot the uh, dc group the uh night the shade agents of shade with the frankenstein brighter frankenstein i love the monster stuff and their kind of twist on it but, yeah, yeah that sounds really cool i can just email you a list of things if you want. Dude, i can great. go on I forever you. it's cr jojolo jojolo holo like ashley what about you i mean you are you're his dealer you're his neighborhood she dealer. Is yeah. my dealer what would you recommend for uh chris based on his poll um, well, Brian K. Vaughn did this really good Swamp Thing run. Okay. Uh, they're putting him out in hardcovers, and they're amazing. He's a guy that wrote Saga. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, um, Hawkeye. I yes, never Hawkeye. liked Hawkeye, oh, but this new Hawkeye, they have like this nice hardcover edition that has the first 11 issues in it. It awesome. is fantastic. Yeah, that's really good. So that's be, that would be what I would. Also, Quantum and Woody. 
because mm. it's it's funny like a lot of the stuff on your poll like i guess i get you're into like the the serious kind of stuff but you it's nice to have a comic on there that you can right. just laugh at like when you turn the pages so i always say quantum and woody because that, that book makes me laugh every okay. time i read it yeah because i'll read i mean i don't have any of that the comic kind of stuff but i do i've noticed that and i'm a big fan of hulk but i'll read hulk if I just want to see like destruction and not anything like too <laughs> too intimate or too you know yeah like a huge story or anything because you're not going to get it really. Uh, Je- I mean, I, had, I read the Jeff Loeb the Hulk, yeah, Hulk the run. Red Hulk With the Red yeah, Hulk, the Red Hulk, Hulk. Mm-hmm. so and that was pretty good. I, I liked the artwork and everything, but it was more that was definitely just an action packed comic, really. So. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Rule number one that you should take away is don't fuck with Ashley because she'll fuck up your pull list. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I getting bronies every month? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I do put the books away on Tuesdays, so. Word. Which, uh, I guess that leads us right into our infamous champion season. Champion season is the segment of the show where we go around the table and highlight a certain book, comic book, movie, or any other item in pop culture that we feel like, hey, I like this a lot. Someone else is bound to like this. Let me share it with you guys. So that is the premise of our champion season, and we do have a lady on the show, so she gets first rights. Ashley, what do you got for us for champion season? All right. I know that you guys have championed sex criminals before. I just want to champion... And the FBI's most wanted to. The letters pages in the back of that book... Have you ever read the letters pages? Amber was telling me from Super Hive was telling me those that is as good as just reading the comic itself. It really is. Like if you have those issues at home and you've never read those letters pages, like just just read them. They're hilarious. What what are people writing? They're asking quest very personal questions, and yes. Matt Fraction and Chip Zartsky will answer honestly. <laughs> yes, um, like advice columns. Advice, <laughs> advice. Oh wow! They give like sex tips. And they're hilarious. <laughs> no, it's it's incredible. Huh. I'm gonna put that in my pool. <laughs> <laughs> but just the letter pages, you get like ripped up, ripped up. The, uh, just Xerox yeah. those, put them in there. Just staple the letter pages, please, in my pool. In, a, in a, uh, a word balloon podcast, Fraction said that they're working on doing just a sex tip book. Oh, that's oh awesome. it'd be amazing. Dude, that's crazy. Wow. It, yeah. Do you remember like one that you could tell us as an example of one? So they have this this sex tip. It says, you know, role play. Role play is somebody that's really good at sex. Just stuff like that. Let me write this down on my list of titles for the show. <laughs> like tips like that that just like oh, make you laugh. And I it's think just, that's a winner. There's like four or five pages of it, sometimes more, that's of them funny. just talking about random stories. Do you know and... if it's in the trade? I got the trade, but I didn't make it. Oh, you might. I don't know. Oh, that's a Probably bummer. Not. Sons of bitches. No, they're going to make a trade itself for that. You know yeah. what? <laughs> Give it about two months, and Ashley's going to be reading it, and she's like, wait a minute. This letter is signed by Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I need all the Best help regards. I can get. Best regards. Ed. I'll hit up Matt Fraction. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. So that's what the, that letter column is all about? Oh, yeah. Because uh, every time I walk in there, uh, I'm like, because uh, I, I, I didn't collect it, but I know Amber and Walt. When uh, they per- announced it and the first issue came out, they were really hype about it, and they didn't care for the first issue. But every time I go in there, I always joke with Amber, how's your sex criminals? Ha, ha, ha. She's like, kind of shitty, but the column pages is awesome. <laughs> I, I read that first. Like, I'm not even That's lying. Awesome. <laughs> Straight to the back. I don't even read yeah. the book. Sometimes you just skip the, <laughs> the book itself. <laughs> What's going on with sex criminals? I don't know, but did you read the column? <laughs> okay. So, so sex criminals letter pages. Yep. 
Yeah. You got? Do you have another item? <laughs> um, you know what? I'm gonna go for Outcast. I know everybody's like into uh, this Robert Kirkman thing, and I'm not like on that, that bandwagon. Yeah. The art was a. Uh, it was kind of rough, but the story, like, I read it during the day, and then that night I was thinking about it, and I was scaring myself. Hmm. Like, That's it a was, sign of a good horror book. Yeah, it was kind of freaking me out. So, because I haven't read it yet, but the reason why I had bought it is because I have this really bad habit of always forget, always, like, not picking up the first issue of an awesome series. Like, Southern Bastards, I missed out. Luckily, I got the first issue. Yeah, Outcast is Robert Kirkman's newest image book. What what's the premise, real quick, for anyone that's listening who wants it? It's maybe look for it. Kind of about this guy, and he, like everyone around him, keeps getting possessed by demons, hmm. and that's kind. Of, I mean, it was pretty big for a first issue. Now, is that just the excuse his friends make not to hang out with him? Hey man, <laughs> can't hang out with Saturday. Possessed by fucking demons. Can't do the podcast, dude. Demons, <laughs> demons, demons bro. Demons, demons, bro. <laughs> so, uh, so everyone around him gets possessed by demons. Yeah, it's just kind of creepy. He just kind of follows him. Like, wherever he goes, there's just these demons possessing random people. And it, it, wow. it freaked me out. Like, the, the drawings were unsettling. Hmm. And I think that's why I was okay with the art. Yeah. Because, like, the whole thing was, like, unsettling for me. I know that uh, it was getting a lot of, like, uh, you know, advertisement. Like, <laughs> this was going to be, like, hop on this quickly. Like, yeah. Robert Kirkman, you know, they really, kept yeah. promoting that name. Yeah, and I got it anyway, because usually when they do that, I, I don't like it when they t- try to push something just because of the mm-hmm. writer, because, you know, The Walking yeah. Dead, but I was like, I'll give it a shot, and I, re- I was really impressed with it. Yeah, 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 I saw that a lot, was, uh, you know, writer of The Walking Dead, yeah. new image book and all that, but, I mean, Chris, you said you enjoyed it, right? I did, the story was really good, it, like I said about the art, it, it is kind of, some of it is kind of disturbing, but it's, it's it was kind of hard for me to get into the art so much. I mean, I, I guess it might take some time for me to yeah. actually get it. But the story itself, I really do like the premise. Adam, did you is, read it? No, I, I have. I haven't read it yet. Um, is it Paul Azetta or something like that? Is that the artist? Yeah, that sounds I think familiar. he's the guy. He, he does have a little different style. It's hard to get in. It couldn't be hard to get into. Um, I think he did a couple issues of Dan Slott's Spider-Man or during, during – Yes, he did. He did the sand, yes, did. the one with the Sandman, yep. I think, and his uh, daughter. I think that might have been like Rivera or uh, Polito. Oh, I don't okay. think it was that, but yeah. I do know that some, he did one. He did I, yeah, some. He did do like some Spider Man. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll have to make sure I, I read that next. Um, actually, do you mind if we move to Chris? No, go for what do you have for us for Champion Season, Chris? Right, well, I got a couple. You better things. bring it too, yeah, because when you things. listen to this episode in oh, you know <laughs> a month. You want to impress your own self, where you're like, you know, I gotta write that you know down. Shit, <laughs> I gotta write this down. I don't remember reading this. Uh, well, the first thing is uh, has to do with comics. It's uh, the original Sin Iron versus Iron Man versus Hulk. Mm, nice. Uh, the storyline on that is actually really good. The reveal at the end of that, um, I let you read it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, um, is really awesome. So I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. But it's um, Mark Wade and uh, Mark Wade and Mark Bagley. Mark right. Bagley on the pencils, and um. Which, which you know, when you had asked me about it, I, I was telling him that when it comes to big Marvel crossover events, they have the main story. So Original Sin is the main story. And then they've got all – like it branches out into all those different stories. And I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know if you want to spend you know your money on all that extra stuff. But some of them can be really good. But, you know, uh, Original Sin, Hulk, and Iron Man was – it from the first issue, it's – it's looking. It's yeah, shaping up to be pretty good, definitely, man. Definitely. So I'm looking forward to more of that. So, uh, second thing I've got, champion. I kind of mix this with the uh, 
weak sauce as well that you started last week. Oh. Besides you saying my last name completely. Oh. Uh, I'm going to give myself a weak sauce word for not hopping on what I'm championing today, mm. Battlestar Galactica. Mm. Uh, just started watching that. Got through the first. Adam's season. eyes lit up so much because <laughs> the sun hit it just oh. right. That's a little tear, a single tear coming down. Oh, <laughs> reunited, <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> so, what about Battlestar Galactica? Oh man, the storyline, science fiction. I love science fiction. Um, just the whole storyline of this, you know, the Cylons coming and and completely. Obliterating where they're at, and they're the only ones left alive, and they're trying to find you know Earth, and uh, I just the whole thing, everything is awesome. Are you binge watching this on Netflix? Yes. Okay. Yes. How many seasons? We're for, we're through the first season. There, I think there's how many four seasons? Y- yes. Yeah. Four. I think so. I think. so we're in the second season now, like the second episode, and we watch it every every night. Well, we try to watch it every night, but sometimes I fall asleep. What made you I'm just go? Exhausted. You know what? Let me start on this Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. RJ's looking was, at you yeah, in the corner I'm like, sure me, me, motherfucker, me. Yeah, we were talking. <laughs> I remember seeing someone post about it on Facebook, and then I'd forgotten about it, and then it came up somehow. We were talking about it, and they're like, all right, let's, let's, let's start it and see, because we're, we're really big into like TV shows. We like watching a lot of different shows. So we started watching it, and we're like, all right, this is pretty sweet. So, yeah, we're on that now. It, gets, that it gets pretty heavy, like like in the second and third and fourth seasons, where to the point where the cast was invited to the UN wow. to like talk about really because so many different topics they do are, are topical to current events, but they were just like, like done artfully, like in the story. So they fit, it wasn't like heavy handed. They mm-hmm. fit them in there and, and you start realizing you're rooting for people. And then you realize that you're rooting for the people that are supposed to be enemies in real life. Like it's, it's really cool. And cool. They, so they brought him out for like a peace conference just to talk about like how different, different, Worldviews can get the to work together. All right, That's and Edward and James Olmos was was uh, so he like stood up at one point and said, "So say we all." <laughs> it was awesome, <laughs> dude. Awesome. So, so are you saying that? Th- I just um, I just had this like quick vision that the short box is invited to the UN. And we're like, Germany, that shit was weak sauce, man. Step your game up. China, what's going on? America, America. God, we'd be terrible ambassadors. God. So. Original Sin, Hulk versus uh, Hulk and Iron Man, mm-hmm. and Battlestar Galactica. That's right. I hope that your future past self, when he listens, he's like, you know what? You know, I did pretty good. Holo, dude, cool. good. Ed, what about you, man? What do you got for us? I got a couple, so bear with me here. The first one, uh, Trade, just came out. Uh, this series came out about this time last year. I kind of slept on it. I like the idea. It's called a uh, Six Gun Gorilla. So basically. This was originally in a this uh, UK kind of like a pulp magazine. Um, it was a 15-part serial, 1939, and basically they it was a a story with some spot illustrations of this gorilla with like a bandolier and two revolvers. And it's basically like a your a kind of a, a revenge western story. His owner got killed, so he goes around just tearing ass across wherever he's. I haven't read the story yet. It is available. You can find the PDF online. I just downloaded it, but they took the idea of this drawing, and when I when the trade was coming out, I went ahead and ordered it, and it is it's kind of like so I was mentioning earlier. It's a sci-fi um, western, and it's not it's a lot deeper than it appears. You think, oh, cool, gorilla with guns, that's pretty badass, but it's a lot deeper than that. Um, another funny thing is too is there's another 
creative team doing Six Gun Gorilla too. So there's two Six Gun Gorilla books out there. The they're, other one they're not related at all. No, or... they're two different creative teams. One, this one is more of a kind of off the wall sci-fi approach, and then the other one is basically more of a retelling of the original 1939 story. So it's two different approaches, but it's the same character because it's a public domain. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, it's cool. To... So anyone can do Six Gun Gorilla story until some big company buys them and shuts that down. But that's been really cool. Uh, the trades are out. I haven't gotten the other one yet. Um, so there's two, so it's kind of confusing because I think I like the page for the other one, even though I got this one. <laughs> and I was wondering why the art was different, completely different. Um, but Six Gun Gorilla, Long Days of Vengeance, um, is the, uh, it's kind of more of a uh, retelling of the original serial, the original Western. But this uh, Six Gun Gorilla by Simon Spurrier, Jeff Stokely, who's one of my favorites, um, is a really cool, uh, is a really cool science fiction kind of a reality show. I don't want to spoil too much of the, the plot, but it's 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 pretty crazy. It's really cool. I put it up there with like uh, East to West, not quite as uh, epic as of yet, but it's kind of that same that same quality for me. Um, the other one that just came out, the series from Image, as uh, Cowl. Um, I love the artwork. It's Kyle Higgins, Alex Siegel, and Rod Race is the artist. And if you like uh, <clears throat> Bill uh, Sienkiewicz, who did uh, Daredevil Electra, Frank Miller's Daredevil Electra, the painted issues. Oh, is, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Electra. Oh, check it out. It's, it's pretty. It's very pretty. Um, the artwork is fantastic. Basically, it's almost like a Mad Men with superheroes. So it has a Ooh. 60s uh, 60s vibe but an 80s kind of style, art style. It reminds um, me a little bit of Ashley Wood. Yeah, there's some bit. Ashley Wood, some Phil Noto in there. A lot of really cool stuff, but this guy is, is this a killer. You're saying issue one just came out? Just came out maybe a week or two ago. Yeah, it's a fairly new title. I got to get this one. So it's um, basically they treat the superhero as kind of like a union league, um, and basically it's they're trying to adjust from because uh, they're basically a city-sponsored. This basically stands for Chicago Organized Workers League. So basically, you see like the administrative, all these aspects. So it's kind of like they treat the superhero team kind of like a, almost like a police, like a police type of uh, setup. And so you get to see all these interpersonal things. And basically, they're trying to validate their, you know, basically payroll because there's no real supervillains left to fight. So they're trying to figure out how to stay relevant in this this time period. But it's a really cool idea. Uh, like I said, it's the art is amazing. And like I said, it's a really, uh, like I said, image, another awesome image title. And the last one that ties into the weak sauce for the week, I probably championed this before, but the Big Trouble in Little China comic. And I was talking to Amber about it. And she's like, yeah, we sold a lot of them, but you know, I'm not really into it. It's like, well, you know, if you don't like the movie, so no, I like the movie, but you know, it's Patrick Swayze's dead, so who cares? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> oh, man. What, Patrick? <laughs> you mean Kurt Russell? It's like, oh, it is Kurt Russell. <laughs> so my weak sauce is that she thought, Patrick Swayze was in Big Trouble in Little China. That's pretty weak. <laughs> I feel like even attempting to weak sauce Amber would probably result in like some really demonic shit happening. Oh, I already told her I was okay. weak saucing her, so she knows. I'm talking like outcast type <laughs> comic book shit. I'm not scared. I'm a, I really want to check out that cow. Like I I don't know why I, that. Yeah. Oh, this is what I like about this oh. podcast crew right here. He's going to borrow it, and it will get lost forever. Uh, but no. <laughs> I definitely want to get into this. I mean, it's Kyle Higgins. I mean, yeah. night, we're talking Nightwing, and uh, I think he wrote a Batman story. I can't remember the top of my head, but 
Um, sweet. Thanks. Thanks, Ed. Yep. Um, Adam, what about you, man? What do you got for us for champion season? Uh, this week I have – it's actually this champion season is dedicated to Drew Torres because he convinced me to uh, give a shout-out to Invincible. And I thought about it, and I was like, you know, it's up to 112 issues. And I guess the reason why I haven't thought about it recently is because it's so consistently good that it's one of those things where it's like it just falls into that comfort category. And then, you know, you don't really – you're just so used to it being good, you know. But uh, Invincible is kind of what brought me back into comics because um, I you know, didn't read for like 10 years and then uh, got back into them. And I was reading the free issues online on Image Comics website. This was before like iPads and before they had like digital comics were big. And I, I read the first issue and I said, I was like, wow, I forgot how awesome comics can be. So I went to the comic shop and, and picked up the first trade. And it is it is. It's like a, it's a superhero story that could fit into like the Marvel archetype or style, but it doesn't have any of the encumbrances like uh, heroes die and they come back. You know, like death doesn't count for real. You know, like the joke counts. Like Spider Man can't die; he always will come back. He might die for a year or so. This is like, like it's all of the fun things that you love about superhero stories, but it's linear. And it grows, and, it, and like the characters age, and new characters come in to replace the old ones. That's cool. um, and the 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 <clears throat> premise, it's kind of hard to put it into a box because the first arc is so different from like the rest of it, and the first arc is just kind of the standalone story. Mm-hmm. Um, because partly when it started, it wasn't they didn't know if he'd ha- have more than six issues, yeah. so he just did a six issue story, and then it's now up to 112. So I, they they they've done okay for themselves, but it's it's about uh, the son of one of the greatest superheroes ever called Omni-Man and his son Mark doesn't have any powers yet and it, so it's like the first issue he his powers like kind of turn on like manifest and it's all about him trying to become a superhero and then kind of learning the truth about his father oh yeah it gets yeah. okay it gets really really crazy yeah. and, and um, it just builds from there and there and, and it's it's it was launched around the same time that Robert Kirkman launched uh, Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and it kind of took the very similar struct like like a uh, like path is that they had Corey Corey Walker was a co creator and he was on art for like the first six issues, then he left and then Ryan Otley has been there since then. So it's the exact same art team, the exact same writer, everything's been consistent for like 106 <laughs> issues. So it's it's really really awesome. Um, it jumps back and forth between kind of lighthearted and funny. And really, really serious, yeah. and then like really gory and actiony. So it's just because I mean, when you go 112 issues, you have time to do lots of different things. Right. Uh, but it's constantly progressing and moving forward. And this latest issue just took a huge turn, where it's just like like everything is is going to be different. It, I I don't really want to spoil anything because yeah. I know you haven't. There's a lot a of spoiler. people haven't read it. There's a lot of all those yeah. trades. Invincible. <laughs> Invincible is one of those titles that Drew has as steadily every year tried to get me to get into and I've, I've read a couple of traits and i know why he likes it but i i feel like i need to begin from issue one and yeah. read it yeah. throughout. absolutely that first that first trade is perfect like yeah it, 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 the subtlety to cory walker's art yeah and just the storytelling that they did there's is not- it really bought them a lot of like like capital to take risks later on yeah that they're getting away with and then it's just like i know they came out with an omnibus that has like the yeah. first 50 issues. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm probably yeah. going to get that. That's, that's Cause, awesome. Because Drew knows that 
I always have a lot of shit on my plate. So if you're going to pitch something, it's, it's, it's got to really grab me. And he always pitches it like butter. It's like Superman meets <laughs> Spider-Man meets... Uh, I always yeah. forget what the other one is, but he's always like, it's like Superman and Spider-Man together. It's familiar. Really, that's a good... That's yeah, a good it's yeah. very familiar, like the archetypes and stuff, but it really... It stands on its own. It totally hits you like from left field a lot of times. There's a lot of twists that I did not see coming, and I'm like... How are they going to get out of this? You know, <laughs> and you're right about the, the gory because I think the, the storyline yeah. I read was uh, it was like the uh, I forget the, the name of the storyline, but um, it was like the most brutal fight I have ever seen. Yeah. Like bones were cracking, faces yeah. were getting fucked up. Yeah, like it, it was awesome. it was good, man. And that art, you're right. That art is Ryan Otley. Yeah. That dude is on another the level. Fight man. with him and like his dad. I think, know, it was, I think it was. I think grand. Yeah. I think I read the one where it was grandpa or, or some some older dude was. Uh, he was fighting some older dude. He had like a conquest. Yes, that that was the name. That shit was crazy. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this is what image that that actually there were is there were there was like a there was a period where there, there was like an arc where people were like, I don't know if I should, I can keep reading this. It's too gory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then it like tones back, and then it'll have you'll have like a like a different arc then where it's focusing on different things you know? yeah yeah it's like it, it's it's such a lot lo- he's built such a big universe with these characters and it really is it, the best way to say it is that it is like an entire dc or marvel universe mm-hmm. condensed to one single series yeah yeah so you don't have to read like 14 15 52 different books you know you can read invincible and you can get a lot of that stuff and i like in there. towards like the um like the 100 issue period they started uh, incorporating other like uh, characters from the Image Universe, but you didn't have to like buy all these different books. They just mm-hmm. brought them all to Invincible. I think wasn't Savage Dragon at one point. They've done a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. How Image kind of like the core group of Image guys, how they've always worked is that every all their characters all exist together, but yeah. each book is a different universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like like if Savage Dragon were to show up Invincible, it's not the same Savage Dragon you're reading in yeah. in the Savage Dragon comic, it's the Savage Dragon from the Invincible Universe. I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of weird. That's how, they, like that's how they get away with like, doing yeah. different things and not have to worry about if it yeah. jives with the other thing. I think it's safe to say that uh, if you want to get into a superhero you know, um, genre, but maybe Captain America or Spider-Man is just too much for you to like find a starting point, Invincible is still young enough to where you could start out with issue one, catch up to like, well, what issue are they on? Like one... One twelve. One twelve. Yeah, that's a great... Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Adam's showing us the, the opening panels from uh, issue 112. Like, 112 issues sounds like a lot, but it's it goes by pretty quick, especially when you've got trades and omnibuses. You'll get through those quickly. Um, Adam, is, did you have another one? Or? No, that's it for this week. Invincible has enough. It holds its own weight. for It, it can just mm-hmm. be one. Um, I'll go ahead and wrap us up. We are, we're starting to run on our one-hour, 30-minute mark. So uh, I'll do this pretty one pretty quick. Ed, when you mentioned... Uh, and Cal, the image, uh, the, your champion, Cal number one, yeah. about uh, superheroes in the union. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting concept. So I, I, that's why I want to read this. And it kind of stems from last night. Um, I had finally watched Justice League Crisis on Two Earths, that DC animated movie. And um, I don't know if any of you guys uh, have any of you guys seen it yet. I haven't watched seen it? that one yeah. yet. No. The, the general premise is that um, there's an alternate uh, reality where uh, the Justice League is actually um, – the crime, crime syndicate. syndicate. Yeah, thank you. The crime syndicate. And it's mm-hmm. run by like uh, Ultraman, Superwoman, Power mm-hmm. Ring, yeah. Johnny Quick, Owl Man. They're all like, you know, mirror images of like Batman, yep. Green Lantern, Flash, et cetera, et cetera. Like forever evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Yep. Um, but in this alternate reality, 
One, they're evil. Two, they're they're ba- they're kind of structured like a crime boss family. So Ultraman's like leader of the the pack, and then he's got his sub bosses. So like Superwoman and Owlman and Johnny Quick, they've got their own like you know under henchmen. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was just watching it. First of all, the animation's really done really well. James Wood voices Owlman, and nice. William uh, and William Baldwin voices Batman, and mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Tim. Uh, is the director and Dwayne McDuffie is the writer for this. So I mean, you got some like pretty big names in this in this uh, animated movie. Um, but I d- I had never read anything with them. I was trying to read DC's new series Forever Evil, but I really I had to get some prior Justice League issues. And then you know I f- I remember that this movie kind of was based it helped them inspire this Forever Evil story. So I'm watching it and I'm really impressed by like just this alternate reality where. It, the su- the the super villains are structured like a crime family. They have to worry about like governments and like you know bribing policemen and all that. And uh, in this universe, Slade Wilson, aka Deathstroke, is the president. And uh, <laughs> it's just it's crazy, man. Like the Justice League, um, Lex Luthor from this alternate reality comes to Earth uh, with the Justice League, and he's like, "Hey, I need your help. Like these guys are fucking shit up, and you're the only ones that can help us out." So, I mean, there's the fight scenes are great. If you've ever watched this League Unlimited, like, you know they always do a good job with their action scenes. Mm-hmm. The action scenes are really cool. The, the story's awesome, just the different take. And alternate realities are, they're really hit or miss sometimes. Like, sometimes they can be pretty bad because they get convoluted with the different, like, time. They start throwing in time aspects, and you get confused. But this one was pretty clear-cut. There's another universe with evil, you know, uh, Justice League villains. They've got to go there and beat them. Real simple story, but it's just interesting to see between the animation and just the different characters they pick. So that's one of mine for sure. And I, I didn't know it was released back in 2010, man. Mm. I think this is a sign that I'm getting old. I'm like, yeah, it came out <laughs> last year. No, this shit came out three <laughs> years ago. Yeah. You're just late, Botter, as usual, right? And you're not old, dude. Oh, thanks. Me. Thank you, Totolo. <laughs> <laughs> and the... Uh, and uh, as of lately, I've since meeting Chris and giving him like a, you know, trying to win him over for Superman. I could have stopped that Superman birthright, but I felt like a very definitive story that all, you know, whether fans of Superman or just comic book fans of superhero genre should read is the death of Superman. I mean, we all know he gets killed by Doomsday. Uh, there's that first story arc. It's like I forget the issues, but you can find it in trade anywhere. Um, he is killed by some mysterious giant monster group named Doomsday. Well, the thing about the Superman death of Doom or death of Superman Doomsday story is, it it definitely was controversial, and a lot of fans were complaining that who the fuck is Doomsday? Where did he come from, <laughs> and how is he able to beat Superman out of nowhere? This brings me to my champion season. They came out in response to all these questions with a Superman slash Doomsday Hunter Prey storyline. It was originally a three issue story arc. And um, they used it as a vehicle to explain Doomsday's origin story. The story takes place, uh, Doomsday, I'm sorry, Superman had just revived. He's back to life. Uh, He's still dealing with, like, being dead and coming back. So it starts out with him just, like, talking about his fears. Like, he imagines himself as a kid, and Doomsday's this big, scary monster. So he's having to, like, you, you see, like, Superman, like, oh, fuck, this dude, like, he's capable of fear. Like, Doomsday messed him up that much. Uh, Doomsday actually lands, he's in outer space, and uh, some of Apocalypse's boys, or Darkseid's boys, pick him up on this uh, kind of carrier, and they bring him to Apocalypse. Uh, Doomsday wrecks havoc on Apocalypse. He fights Darkseid, like, single-handedly beats him. Um, Cyborg Superman is also on this ship, and he takes advantage of the situation. He takes over Apocalypse, and uh, Superman ends up finding, you know, where Doomsday's at. 
he doesn't fight him because he's scared because, I mean, he beat Darkseid, you know? Mm. And uh, for me, it's just, I don't know, man. I'm just a fan of just, like, sometimes I just like comic books where they're just duking it out. And this is one of those stories where they're just duking it out. And Doomsday's always been an interesting character because, I mean, he's killed Superman, you know? Yeah. And uh, they explain his, his origin story. And uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but Doomsday was originally, like, a science experiment on prehistoric Krypton. Mm-hmm. Um uh, these scientists were trying to build like the perfect uh, just creature that could evolve to any situation. So, it, and Doomsday's origin story is like really grim. Like they grow him in a test tube as a baby, and they send him out of the lab into like the the wild, and he keeps getting killed. Every time he gets killed, they're like, "All right, go collect some samples, bring him back. We're gonna grow him." Because every time he gets killed, he like he adapts to whatever uh, aspect he gets killed. So the story says, like, a hundred years later, they finally perfect it, and uh, they send out the doomsday we know. He kills, like, the whole, like, all the creatures that were, that were originally killing him, and he c- turns on the scientists, and he kills them, and he finds his way off planet. And, uh, you know, so he's a Krypton, uh, he's a Kryptonian uh, experiment. So it's kind of ironic that, you know, it, it kills Superman. So his, or- his origin story is explained. There's a plenty of action. I mean, Darkseid gets beat. Come on. That's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And the only way that Superman kills him or is able to beat him in the storyline, of course he doesn't kill him, but the way he beats him, is kind, it feels like a cop-out, but when considering that Doomsday can adapt to anything, the ending is kind of acceptable. So I won't spoil that. I highly recommend reading Superman, Doomsday, Hunter Prey. It's an older story, but you can find it on Amazon for cheap. Yeah. So... And if you want another uh, Superman, like a uh, pick up uh, All Star Superman, oh, the, uh, man, Grant Morrison, all Bring Quietly, that's another okay. cool one too. You know, because wh- we've all been kind of interacting on Facebook and stuff. When you guys had mentioned uh, about uh, RJ, I think Ed, you were like, you didn't recommend Saga to her. <laughs> the thing is, there's so much to recommend. I like I, I forget. Like you yeah. just mentioned All Star Superman. Like that <laughs> is that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure there's like whoever's listening, or especially if you're a comic head, you're like. What about recommending him this and that, this and that? Yeah. So I mean, you got to bear with us, Chris. Like, so much, so man. much. I'm well, not trying to get you bankrupt. That's yeah. I'm not trying <laughs> yeah. to. How many personal days do you have at work? Because <laughs> we have a yeah. lot you can read. You know, luckily <laughs> at my job, I can actually read while I'm there too. So I, it nice. does help. I can Are they hiring? <laughs> I imagine Chris like going into his bank. I need a credit loan. They're like, all right, great. Uh, house? Are you thinking about buying a new car? No. But I've got this Amazon wish list. <laughs> Omnibuses. <laughs> One word, bitches. Omnibuses. Um, Ashley, do you want to give uh, the Kickstarter for um, Gateway Gateway Runner, right? Yes. Gateway for Gateway Runner, Runner again and uh, your personal stuff? Yeah. Uh, just go to Kickstarter, type in Gateway Runners. It'll pop up. Um, AshleyLanny.com or Twitter, Ashley underscore Lanny. And I'm going to start posting on there and mm. doing that whole thing. Oh, it's the nine-month period now? Yeah. Well, Sweet. I mean, at some point I got to really Yeah, promote. <laughs> Especially with your, all your stuff that you're going to be pushing out real soon. Yeah. And uh, you can find both Ashley. You can find Ashley Superhero Beach. And you can also find Ed mm. at Gotham City. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find us on our official website, shortboxjacks.com. If you got a Facebook, do me a favor, like us, because we're always posting uh, various links and stuff that we'll be talking on the show, especially some of our champion season stuff we'll be posting on our Facebook while we get the uh, website underway. And if you have an iTunes account, find us on there, subscribe. It's for free, and you get the episodes updated automatically. So with that being said, thank you for listening, ladies and gents, and stay tuned for the next episode.